Welcome to Immigrate. Welcome to a space where you can be vulnerable, a space where you're not going to be judged, a space where you can be authentic. And my hope and desire is to inspire and motivate everyone that click onto this podcast. So welcome to another episode of Immigrate. So welcome to another great episode of Immigrate. I'm so excited to have this wonderful guest with me. And she's so delighted. She's smiling. like uh, I. She's like a ray of sunshine. And welcome to my podcast. Welcome to Immigrate. Thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you. So who am I? What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, my name is Crunch Ranjani, and I was born and raised in the traditional lands of the Orang Laut people, which has been colonized as Singapore. Um, and uh, I live in Mexico, the traditional lands of the Mexica, Nahuatl, and um, Totonac people in a region called Veracruz. And so that's that's a little short story, of, like a short blurb about who I am and where I come from. <laughs> I watched that movie. What's the movie called? With uh, the guy from, I forget the the Mexican movie I watched. You know that fun, um, popular Mexican movie they had with Dela Cruz in it, with the musician that uh, died. No, I don't. I forgot. Yeah. Coco. Coco. <laughs> the Disney Pixar movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was one of my favorite. Yeah, I watched it like three times. It's a good movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. Okay. So where did you move from? You moved from Singapore to Mexico? Yes. In a very short sense, yes, but also no, because for the last 10 years or so, just about 10 years, I have been living a very nomadic lifestyle. So I was born and raised in Singapore. And then after I finished my university education and like saved some money, I decided that I wanted to travel and see the world. So I went to travel around South America and Central America, and then I was in Europe for a while, in Asia for a while, and I did a lot of different things around the world in different parts of the world before finally ending up kind of in in Mexico. Um, in I moved to Mexico in 2020, so I've been there for about three years, but it was a long process of like going to a whole bunch of other places before I finally ended up in Mexico. Um, yeah, and it, was, it wasn't it was an easy journey to kind of like end up in Mexico, I would say. Like I've always been kind of, I've always felt like I don't fit into Singapore's culture here. I was born and raised here and my family is here, is from here. Like we're third, fourth generation Singaporeans. So my family has long roots and history here in Singapore, but I've never felt like the culture of the country has been something that, you know, works for me because Singapore is a very like hectic, fast paced lifestyle. It's stressful. It's kind of like just about any other large metropolitan city in the world. And I don't like that, <laughs> right? Like I like a slower pace of life, less hectic, less frantic, more time with friends, more time to, you know, relax and more time to just like enjoy life. 
right? Which I found that I couldn't get here. So my last 10 years have been like a journey of exploring where I could find that. And I found some of that in, in Mexico. So <laughs> I'm very grateful for Mexico so, for being my new home. You, oh, okay. So do you want to get into why then? In a little sentence, like why did you think? Well, you kind of touch on it. Why did you think Mexico was home home? I want to gear more because I feel like you're surfacing it. But I, I want to know why. Because Singapore is, I mean, most people know about it. And Mexico is popular. but. Yeah, why? Because you would, I'm looking at you so, right now, but I'm like, you look like a Mexican. So, I don't know. <laughs> you do. Like, the, yeah. I always tell people that, like, I'm, like, Mexican at heart. <laughs> so, maybe, like, I was just born in a different body or in a different country. And I'm very grateful for all of the things and opportunities that have come with, like, where I was born in Singapore and all of that. But ultimately, so like you asked about like the deeper reason why I moved to Mexico and it's actually kind of like a, I guess it's it's not a super exciting story. Like I moved to Mexico because my ex-partner is from Mexico, right? So he was from Mexico and he lived there and he was like, why don't you come to Mexico and hang out here and then we can see if this works. And then I was with him and living there and, you know, started building my life and community and everything there. And then we broke up like five months ago <laughs> oh, I'm and so sorry. that was when thank you I appreciate that um and that was when kind of like I had to make a decision right like because I had moved to Mexico to be with him and now I was no longer with him so like my reason for being in Mexico was now gone right yeah. for like in a very like basic kind of like dimension like that was my reason for being in Mexico and up till that point I had considered Mexico kind of my home but it was always more his home and I was just there because he was there you know like it wasn't um it wasn't my home like I didn't think of it as my home at that like until the moment like that the breakup happened and then I was you know dealing processing the end of the relationship but also like having this moment of like well do I want to stay in this city in Mexico or do I want to go somewhere else in Mexico and start all over from scratch or do I want to leave the country and go to a different country and completely like you know burn all the bridges that I had built in Mexico in this three years that I had already been there right so in the end I finally decided that like I did feel like I was at home and that I was comfortable in the city that I was living in. And I realized that in the aftermath of the breakup, when like my friends started reaching out to me with words of like support and encouragement and to say like, mm. hey, Crunch, like we're here for you. We're supporting you. Like whatever you need, we are here. Like I have friends who helped me look for a new apartment, who helped me move and I think mm -hmm. that for me was when it really like hit home that this is where my home is, you know, like I have people who are here for me. And that I think to me is maybe like the truest definition of home. Yeah. Right. Like home like, is where you feel, feel supported. Yeah. You have yeah. a community. Right. So for me to see that, like, you look like they're not just here because of my partner, right? Like a lot of these people were people I knew through him. But then, like, in the aftermath of the breakup, they had chosen to come 
and hang out with me, you know, and like to be my friend. And that was for me like, oh my goodness, wow, okay, so I do have like community support and a home here if I choose to continue building my home here. And that was when I kind of like realized that home is not really like where you are as much as where you build, right? Like where you build those relationships, where you build that community and where you put in into the, like when you foster the relationships around you so that when you need them, they are there to like hold you up and sustain you. So that's... (laughs) That's the deeper it's reason true. of why Mexico. <laughs> so then how, so your family's still in Singapore, right? Like all your family's still there. Are they mad at you that you moved to Mexico? That's correct. Or are they disappointed? Uh, I think when I first started traveling, they were very concerned and confused, I think, because they didn't understand like why I would leave Singapore because like, I mean, on the surface, like Singapore seems amazing, right? Like it's got great education. It's very safe. It's very clean. It's wonderful. Like everybody loves Singapore. Like, why would you leave? Right. But, you know, I just felt that there was a disconnect and I needed to find somewhere different to be. So they were confused and upset at the beginning. And then 10 years later, now they're just kind of like, well, I guess this is what you've chosen and this is your path. And as long as you're safe and healthy and fine, like, yeah, I guess it's okay, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, yeah, because I can see how they will be worried about that for sure. Um, I mean, everywhere you have their crime and violence, but I could see. So then what do you think was the most complex? I know you said you mentioned, and I'm very sorry about hearing you break up because breakups are never easy. But um, what do you think was the most complex of your move and doing this transition? So I moved possibly in a very uncomfortable time to move. So I moved to Mexico in October of 2020, which is when like the pandemic was full blown, like lockdowns everywhere. Mexico was one of the very few countries that you could actually travel into. So, you know, I got to Mexico and I didn't know anybody apart from my my now ex-partner. And it was very isolating. It was very, very difficult to meet people because there were no social events that I could go to, right? Like everything was on lockdown, like restaurants were shut. There were no, you know, there were no like meetup groups or activity groups. Everybody was just indoors and like, you know, just doing their own thing. So at that time, um, it was great to be with my partner. But then also after a while, I started feeling like, oh my goodness, I don't have any friends here and it was a very alienating and isolating experience that I would not wish for anybody (laughs) um but yeah eventually I managed so around that same time I realized that I needed to find community in some way and I started looking at like online communities and that's when I started like focusing on building my business and finding a community for my business side of life, you know, because life is many different roles that we play, right? So for me, because I couldn't have my active social life in person, I started looking online to kind of like find people in the entrepreneurship world or like that kind of stuff. And I started like getting more involved in that area as a way to kind of like balance the fact that I had no real life friends. (laughs) so that was that was very challenging and eventually I did feel like I integrated more into um life in my community there as you know um 
things started opening up a little bit more. I could start going to yoga classes. And that's when I met like some people. I went to help out and volunteer at a community garden where, you know, it's outdoors. So like people were wearing masks, but also like working in the earth and like, you know, building that kind of community vibe that was nice. And then Uh I went to some um, different community events that were mostly like outdoors and in doing those things outside of, and it did take like a lot of um, conscious effort. I would say that Uh that's one thing that, you know, I would, advise anybody about is that like it takes a concerted effort on your part to actually make friends and I think making friends as an adult is much more difficult than like in oh yeah kindergarten mm. where you're just like do you want to be my friend here's a crayon and then like your best friends for life <laughs> I know I know so that right. so, so, so it does take like a lot pen- more effort so you think the pandemic was the hardest for you in the transition I would say so. Yeah, because I mean, I am, I would say I'm a fairly outgoing person. I'm quite extroverted. I like, I mean, I like my alone time, but I also do like going to like social events and like meeting new people and talking to them. And I think I'm a, like, people find me an easy person to talk to. And, you know, so like, I think it's easy for me to make friends and I've never had that problem you know, in the, in the seven years before the pandemic that I was traveling, like I never had that problem of like, oh no, I feel so alone. But like the pandemic, moving to a different country or new community during the pandemic was very, very isolating. And I think like that was really the hardest for me. So how do you think your young self would look at you right now and say, what would you think your young self would say about your transition? Would they be happy? Would they be disappointed? Would... I think my younger self would be pretty damn pleased oh, nice. <laughs> about, you know, how I've grown, I think. Mm-hmm. Because when I was a child, I was very timid. I was very shy. I was the child who was always, like, no hiding way. next to her mom. Like, I would never speak. Yeah. I would never speak to anybody. Like I had such a big fear of talking to anybody. Um, So I spent a lot of my childhood just like hiding in different corners of the house and, you know, like hoping nobody would find me so that I didn't have to Mm -hmm. talk to anybody. And, you know, nowadays, like I'm getting on podcasts and talking like to a complete stranger on the internet. (laughs) And I do this in real life too, right? (laughs) I know. It's, it's, yeah. So I feed you, girl. Like you're speaking my language right now. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. It's always good that your young self will be a proud of the person that you are. You know, because when we're young, we don't even think about these things that we're getting ourselves into. So, what encouragement would you bring to an immigrant that's actually listening to a podcast right now and like, um, I want to move regardless of wherever you want to move to, what would you encourage them and say, you know, stuff will happen when you move, but you have to do it. Why would you encourage them and tell them? That's a very good question. Um, I think I would say, you know, like whatever your reason for immigrating, I guess try to hold on to that because that's what's maybe going to get you through the difficult parts because that's definitely going to be difficult situations right like whether that's having trouble integrating into the local community or 
friends or, you know, just like adapting to a completely different lifestyle um, or whatever the circumstances are, like you have a reason that you've chosen to leave one place that you are, that you were familiar with and comfortable with and go to somewhere new and like, you know, try to integrate into that new community. So like focus on that reason why. And um, I think another thing to remember is that these things are not easy and you have to make the first move. This is something that my coach has been <laughs> reminding me of um, recently <laughs> as I um, kind of put together my new transformational travel coaching practice is that he keeps telling me like the universe wants to help you, but you have to go first, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have to take the first action of, you know, whether that's reaching out to people to say like, Hey, can we start like a meetup or like, Hey, do you want to go for coffee or like whatever, right? Like whatever it is that you do to reach out to start building that community or, you know, making those friendships that will ultimately sustain you in your time abroad mm -hmm. and make it a fulfilling journey but you have to be the person to take that first step and like extend that first olive branch for example right um yeah. so i think that that is valuable advice that i'm i'm still working on at the moment yeah. <laughs> of trying to go first and like trying to reach out to people to say like hey can we catch up and you know it feels awkward right like i'm not going to deny that doesn't feel awfully awkward sometimes when you're just like hey do you want to meet up for coffee and then you're like worried that they will say no or that they will ignore mm -hmm. you which feels worse mm -hmm. than saying no and you know and then that's that rejection that you set yourself up for right but if you don't have that at all then there's no room for mm -hmm. something potentially magical to occur right like you never know like a stranger is just a friend that you haven't met yet so you know like why not say hi and reach out and <laughs> take that I first step. I love your perspective on that. It's true. A lot of people, yeah. I always think I have the gift to just talk to random people. I will talk to anybody I see. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. My husband is, like, the opposite of me, right? So when I'm like, hello, and I'm like, no. I'm like, I will just say hello, and then I want to know where you are, who, where, you know, I, I'm that type of person too. So I get it. It's always, and it's right. They, people want to see you. People want to see you and want to see you to talk to them. So sometimes you never know what the outcome might be. So thank you for that. I just want to thank you for being so vulnerable and um, authentic with your story. And I know there's more to this story and you're just surfing it over it, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, maybe I, I got 20 minutes. If we have two hours, then maybe I'll dig in some more. <laughs> that probably that could be something that we work into. We can get, and I know it's late on your side too, so we don't want to keep you up for too long. So, what else do you think you want to share? And as I'm wrapping up, how has your spiritual journey as impact your journey right now? I think I'm. I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> I would think I would say that I'm a person who's quite spiritual and it's something that I'm still working on is listening to kind of the messages from the universe about where I am and what I should be doing and mm -hmm. I think I'm pretty good about you know like listening to signs from the universe or like understanding what messages are being conveyed to me from 
a higher power or from something bigger than myself, right? So for the last 10 years that I was traveling and I was mostly just kind of traveling because I had this intense desire to see the world and meet as many people as possible. And people kept asking me, like, why are you doing this? Like, why do you want to travel so much? Like, haven't you been to like so many countries and isn't it enough? Like, and for some reason, I just never felt like it was. And I just felt like, I don't know why I'm doing it, but I feel like this need to travel, right? And in the recent few months prior, like I've been starting to see the direction that the universe has led me to is kind of to offer this space of support and a safe space for other women who want to discover themselves or reconnect to themselves through travel. Because that's ultimately like what travel has done for me. It's been a space for me to understand who I am, what I want to do, like what my desires are, what I like and what I don't like, right? Like to learn a lot about myself and to also reconnect with that independence, with that self-trust, with that self-confidence to move through the world as a person who knows that I can take care of myself. I got this. Everything is going in my favor. And no matter what comes my way, I can take care of myself and get out of it. Like that has been immense and that has been something that travel has given me. And now I feel like this is why I've been traveling all this while is to collect all of these experiences so that I can support other women in doing something similar. Because I think society tells women all the time, like you're fragile, you should stay at home, you should be in this locked box. Like, because if you go outside, you're going to get raped, you're going to get killed, you're going to get robbed. All these bad things are going to happen. So don't ever leave your home like always be in the company of a male person, right? Like don't travel by yourself. And, you know, it, it pigeonholes us into such a small box and it doesn't allow us to feel confident. And then we go out and we're like, oh no, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to navigate life on my own or exist in the world, right? Like I need somebody to tell me what to do, but we don't, right? Like, you know, all of these things within you, you have that information and that knowledge within you. And whatever you don't have, the universe has your back on, right? So we just have to take that leap of faith and go for it. And I think, you know, being able to support women in doing that, like taking that leap of faith and like pursuing whatever it is they want to pursue, right, is is so important. And if I can be, you know, a small part of a woman's journey and like reconnecting to herself, independence and self-confidence and self-trust, like that would have been my work on this earth. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. While you were talking, I remember, because I do make, I'm in, I make candles now too. And one my candles is about travels. Like I pick countries that people would love to go to. So people love to go to Hawaii. I have three main scents right now, Hawaii, the Caribbean, and Canada. Of course, I'm here. So, and, and that's what I always say to people. The reason I create these fragrances it's because a lot of us can't travel. And you hit it on the point, right? We're afraid. So what I do with these candles is to introduce this thing, these scents into people's homes. And I was like, this is what you smell when you travel. You know what I mean? And these fragrance will bring you the travel right. experience. You know, like it will not stop you from, from traveling. Like, if you want to go to Hawaii, you're like, okay, I want to experience this. I want to experience the Caribbean before going. And yeah, so while you were talking, I'm like, man, this is the reason I created this podcast. And in turn, with my candle business, too, is like, 
This is the experience. People need to understand that it's all an experience. You don't have to be afraid because that Roman, that you want to experience mm-hmm. all of that. And it's true. Once we do all those things, it, it makes us into the person that we are. And you're so re- res- resilient and you, you're not afraid to talk to people. And I'm sure that's what travel brought out, out of you, right? So, um, yeah, um, three words would like to leave with my guests today before you leave. Three words? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to steal a slogan from Nike and say, just do it. Whatever it is that has been calling to you, that has been on your heart, like whether that's taking a trip or, you know, picking up a new hobby or telling somebody your true feelings about them, like whatever that's been calling to you that, you know, you have that gut feeling like this is something I need to do, like just do it because, I mean, we're not here. We're here for a good time, not for a long time. (laughs) I mean, we don't know when we're going to be called away from this planetary plane of existence Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know maybe there won't be a tomorrow for any of us right so why not make the most of what you have today and just do it just go for it that's true that was my first topic actually that was my first topic on my podcast just do it like just don't think about it just do it yeah. As you, as you said, you never know. You never, never know. And I just want to thank you again to be so authentic and just to be honest and to just be... We don't judge around you and I love your conversation. And I, if you want, we could come back on a second season because it's going to be bigger and going to be longer. So I love to chat. I know we had a really hard time connecting and making this work for us, but we finally made it. So. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. (laughs) Anything else you want to add? Have a wonderful journey. (laughs) Thank you so much.